Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 34 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I've got Casey, Joy, and MBG. At the College World Series wrap up this week, which means that 2022-2023 college sports season is officially over. So I thought we would kick things off by going around the horn and having everyone give their favorite and least favorite moment from this past year in college sports. So Casey, what do you have lined up for us? Nothing. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, my favorite moment of the college sports world is kind of going to be a little bigger this year was the College World Series. I, I just thought from game one to game 18, it was fantastic, maybe outside the last two. But you know what? That's baseball. It happens. And it was actually kind of cool to see Florida win so big in game two and then lose so big in game three. Congrats, Joy. But, yeah, I, I just I thought that was amazing. The whole series was awesome. It was much much must watch TV. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I think my least favorite is probably it's going to go back to home, not making the tournament for Clemson in the basketball world, and kind of not really living up to the standard in the football world. So outside of that, it's been a heck of a college season and a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, Joy, this question obviously was teed up for you with LSU taking the title, so. That moment for me was incredible. I started, I cried because I cry every time LSU wins anything that matters. So that moment also, though, is it's equally tied with the two-point conversion to beat Alabama. Those are both just super, super big highlights. And then my low point was in the SEC championship when our special teams just decided to run off the field in the middle of a live play and give Georgia a touchdown, which we didn't need to do. So that was my low point. (laughs) But LSU has definitely come through with some high points this year, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah, a couple natties. You guys were, I know, top 15 in the Director's Cup. So that's by any estimation, that's a pretty successful season. You know, we're we're pretty – I say this all the time, like we are pretty lucky. We we have really solid sports teams all around, and we always have something to cheer for. And I'm grateful to be an LSU fan, for sure. All right, MBG, drop some Utah State sports knowledge on us. Well, our highs aren't nearly as high as uh, Joy's highs, but I would say the highest high for me was getting back to the NCAA tournament. That might not seem like a lot, but for us it was good to be back and be back on track. In terms of a low Really, the worst, I think, was the national championship football game. That Georgia TCU game was kind of a disappointing ending to it. What was a pretty fun season overall. So that was probably the low point. It was just, I hate seeing a blowout in a championship game like that. Um, so that would probably be my low point. And knowing you've got eight months or whatever until college football starts up again, right? It's, uh, yeah. it's a lot more fun when you end with a, a good game. Yep, exactly. Yes, mine, mine are all... UVA based, not surprisingly. So we, you know, not big sports, but one natties in uh, men's tennis and women's swimming and diving this year. That our women's swimming teams won three in a row, which is insane. I, we've never been a powerhouse, but we've just suddenly kind of turned into one. 
and we've got what I think eight natties since 2019, which you know for us is pretty huge. And uh, had a you know one of those was a big one, obviously back in 2019. So we've had a nice little run. Kind of going back to 2019, the low for me was obviously the NCAA tournament game uh, this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where. I mean, you know, mixed, sprinkled among or around that natty run were three losses to double-digit seeded teams. And this one was particularly tough with our fifth-year point guard, who was, you know, one of the heroes back in 2019. Just, I still don't know what the hell he did, but uh, I, I won't name him because I love the guy. But that, that was a brutal, for someone who loves basketball, man, that was a brutal way. That was end. rough. And the worst part was my son, I had to go get him from school that day because he like fell and hit his head at recess and so <laughs> I, it was literally in the second half of the game I so we were up big I go to school bring him home the school's only you know like you know five minutes away come back and all of a sudden they're making a run and I dropped one of my first ever f-bombs in front of my kid when we lost <laughs> so, that was all around there were a lot of lows involved uh, in case you were wondering who's his name's Kihei Clark yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know we got a contingent of UVA listeners, so I just wanted to remember. Have yeah, I, I appreciate that. Love the guy, but oh, that that one was tough. All right, so we're gonna have to have pro sports kind of hold down the fort for us until we get closer to college football season here. So I was watching three and- on three hockey yesterday on on TV. I, it nice, was, it was exhilarating. I watched a little cornhole over the weekend on ESPN, <laughs> so I, I'm definitely star first <laughs> for sports entertainment. All right, so we got another mailbag this week. This week's question comes to us from Twitter user at Fat Rat Cowboy. And his question is, what talent or skill do you guys have that you think you're in the top 1% in? For example, I think I am a top 1% tweeter. Casey, got any special skills you want to tell us about? Yeah, first and foremost, Fat Rat Cowboy at Fat Rat Cowboy. I believe he got a, a Twitter ban for a week. He's <laughs> worth the follow, but he called somebody a hornball and got the Twitter <laughs> ban. So, you know, rest up, Fat Rat. We, we miss you on the Twitter. But uh, as far as his question, I think I'm in the top 1% of users of big words that I'm not sure the meaning of. For example, I just said one a minute ago, exhilarating. I, I think I know what it means, but I'm not sure. Innocuous. I say innocuous every day. Not sure if I'm using it correctly. Onomatopoeia. I don't even know what that means. I say it all the time. Tempestuous. I mean, there's words. Acrimonious. I say pragmatic. Prognosticator. Like, I say all these big words. I have no idea what they mean. And my degree says English. I was going to say, I thought you were an English major. That makes it even better. We didn't have dictionary class at Clemson, though. I think that was the one that I missed. You you do speak great English, though, Casey. Thank you. I mean, I sound smart, you know, with yeah. some of these words, but it's great. You sound great. I'm really sorry that you know you lost your your dad this week. You know, it was exhilarating when I was thinking about it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it worked. You sound smart, or you're lightening the mood unintentionally, like one of those two. Yeah, it's right. really pragmatic of you. <laughs> Joy, Joy, what what are you exceptionally talented at? I am in the top one percent of people that can go to bed when the sun is still up <laughs> without being forced to by my parents. Like I will voluntarily go to bed <laughs> when the sun is still up. I did it last night. Like the sun was up, 
and I just decided it was time for me to go to bed. And y'all three can attest so to we're this. We're talking what? Like, you will message like me at 8 p.m. and I'm already asleep. <laughs> I think I went to sleep. I think I drank my bedtime tea at eight o'clock last night, and I think yeah. I had finished it and was in bed with my eyes shut, falling asleep at 8:15. I'm pretty sure of it because, Blame. like, the text that came through last night when we were deciding what time to do the show, I'm pretty sure it was like 8:30, and then we get one at 5:50 this morning that says, "Sorry, guys, I was asleep," and I had to like <laughs> go back and check the time. So she's definitely one. I would say a half percenter. Yeah, right. but you see, oh, yeah, up. So it does well, sound now. Well, I don't go to sleep at eight and sleep until ten. I do wake up extra early. Well, her competition are all in their 80s, so. <laughs> or and children. They have, and they have rules that say lights out at 8 o'clock. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said specifically without someone telling me to. Like, I, I was going to say, it's, it's small children, though, because my kids are 12, and they stay up about four hours later than you. So well, <laughs> that's just because of my crappy parents. Parent. I kind of blame my parents. I had an <laughs> early, early bedtime most of my life. <laughs> all right, MBG. Well, I mean – Honestly, nothing makes you feel like more of a loser when you than when you try to figure out what you're good at and you can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's which, what you're good at. Which ultimately was the situation I found myself in. So I guess I would say that you could probably put me in the top 1% of Diet Coke drinkers. <laughs> like... Like, I think if there was, like, a kid who was drowning in, like, a vat of Diet Coke and they needed someone to drink him out, I would probably be on the top of the list of people they would call. But other than that, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I was going to sure. say top 1% of losing genius of the week. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. Well. What, what kind of straw <laughs> would you use? Would you use one of those, like, ice cream shake straws, you know, the milkshake straws that are big when you get the real yeah. thick milkshakes? or? When yeah, the guys you go for volume for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you actually thought thought through the, the Does the carbonation part. tickle your throat like it does mine or no? Oh, Casey, I ain't no lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> You're well I mean, past that. <laughs> Do I look like I'm 14, Casey? Or what? <laughs> He's a man drinking that Diet Coke. <laughs> All right, so I've, I've got two. I don't know if these necessarily are true now, but when I was younger, there are two things I was exceptional at. One of them was Coach K basketball and the Sega Genesis. I was, <laughs> I was literally unbeatable at that game. And I, I figured out a little hack where I basically, there was a thing you could do where you basically couldn't miss three-pointers. It used to make my friends crazy. The other thing that I used to be exceptional at was getting drunk and losing my pants. But I think I've grown, <laughs> I think I've grown out of that one. So uh, I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. For the sake of the show, not for right. anything that I did. I mean, I haven't had as many opportunities lately, but. I never played Coach K basketball. Do you remember Double Dribble on the Nintendo? You could like do yes. the running three pointer from the baseline, like you were running out of bounds, and you'd shoot. You'd, you'd yep. make it every time. Yeah. Yep. I'd probably yeah, be at the top of draining three pointers on Double Dribble, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why these questions are great, right? Bring up stuff you haven't thought about in forever. All right, so that brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate player coach team conference mascot someone who did something particularly dumb in the last week we'll put it to a twitter vote and see who wins for our last vote joy's nominee of bob huggins got 51 percent of the vote followed by my nominee uh stephen 
F. Austin assistant bowling coach got 33%, and MBG's nominee Florida fans got 13%. Casey, I think you had around 3%. Yeah, so it's it's not the worst showing ever, but you 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 were back there. So now I've got eight wins. Casey and Joy have five. MBG. I've been dropping these little nuggets on you every week. So you're now you're now 0 and 18. Hmm. So you've now matched the 2003-2004 Pittsburgh Penguins and the 2020-21 Buffalo Sabres, who shared the longest NHL losing streak of all time at 18 games. So what sport is that? <laughs> That's a stick is that sport. baseball. That's a stick sport, oh. but on ice. So oh, I, I got it. Canadian. So, this is my new thing every week is Googling the, the oh, latest, yeah, the la- like. latest threshold that you've reached. All right, so Casey, who do you have this week? I'm going back to the well, and this week I'm going with the University of Georgia football program. Aaron Torres on Twitter, at Aaron underscore Torres, came out with – they had another thing this week. I'm not going to even discuss it, but it's kind of in the tweet. He came out with this tweet that says, I'm kind of amazed this Georgia football story isn't a bigger deal. 11 guys stay on the roster after being accused of domestic encounters, 300-plus driving-related incidents since Kirby Smart took over as a head coach. Yes, I understand the legal process. I understand innocent until proven guilty. I understand accusations don't equal convictions. You you also can't read the story or hear the story and many other subsequent ones and not believe there's a culture of entitlement at UGA. University of Georgia football program, my genius of the week. 300 driving infractions? Are those like some of those parking tickets and stuff? Or are those like got to be. That's a lot. Yeah, that's I think insane. there was 112 moving violations that I saw a couple weeks that's ago. That's a lot. Nominated them. Yeah. This, this must be little little fender benders like slash. Why can't I speak that? Slash. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's just the times they get caught. <laughs> Uh, that's a good we, point. We talked about that with Bob Huggins last week. It's like you don't get caught the only time you drive drunk. Uh, so imagine uh, what's really going on there. If they've been caught that many times. Yeah, they've yeah. been getting some bad press over the last. Uh, it's been. I feel like it's been since like January, right? I mean, it goes back farther, but it's been pretty consistent over the last like six months or so. I think his point of the bad culture and or the culture of entitlement is is a valid one, regardless innocent or guilty. Yeah, I think that, that's definitely a little valid. All right, Joy. Use the big word there that I didn't know the meaning of. Again. <laughs> See, you're just proving your one percent status. <laughs> Joy, who are you going with this week? Um, I I just feel like I have to bring this back up. So, as we all know, LSU played Wake Forest in the College World Series, and during one of the College World Series press conferences, one of their pitchers named Camden Maniachi said in the press conference, I don't think anyone can beat us. It seems impossible. And two days later, he entered in the bottom of the 11th inning to pitch to Tommy White in his first pitch. Tommy White sent into left field bleachers for to run homer for us to win the game and send us to the national championship. So I just always find it really ironic when players say things like that, and then they're the ones that end up getting – the home run head off of them. So don't speak before the game's over because it will usually come back to bite you in the butt. So, in Tampa too. And Tommy White did go run and find him after the game and like console him, which was very sweet to see. 
but it would not have been sweet if we would have lost. So I'm grateful that we didn't. So he is my genius of the week. Talking trash as a pitcher just seems like a bad idea in general. I mean, unless you're Paul Skeens, but (laughs) it would still come back to him too. I bet. Oh, it'll come back to everyone. Something about the baseball gods, you know? So it'll come back to everyone. All right, MBG. There, so there's no obvious one this week. So this, I think you got an opportunity here. Probably no comes out this week. There is an obvious one, and I've got it. It's my guy, Damian Boyce. You guys know Damian? Joy, Joy Casey. You guys know. You guys know Damian. Kind of an innocuous name. <laughs> my guy here, Damian Boyce. He's a 31 year old Indianapolis resident. Does that help? Ring a bell at all? (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently, my guy Damien, he was roaming the streets and saw a girl that he decided he was going to rob. But what he did, what he didn't expect was that while he was robbing this woman, he would also fall in love with her. So here's the story about Damien. It says, with a gun. Not even include you in the vote, but anyways. This is a good one. It says, with a gun pointed at her chest, Amber Baron marched to her car to fetch the roughly $100 in tips she had made earlier delivering pizzas around Indianapolis. After she handed over the money, the stranger robbing her made an additional demand. Add him on Facebook. Still being held at gunpoint, Baron typed the man's name into her Facebook app, and after he directed her to the correct profile, tapped add friend. The man messaged her within hours of fleeing on his bicycle. He apologized, said he said she was too pretty to rob and promised to pay her back. Then he invited her to come chill with him, according to screenshots Baron shared with the Washington Post. So then she turned him into the police and he got arrested. So for falling in love with the lady he was robbing, my guy Damien Boyce is the genius of the week. You guys can't top that. Well, I'm going to try respectfully. I think you're right. It's going to be a tough one. I'm I'm going with Kansas's Grady Dick for his self-described Dorothy outfit that he wore to the NBA draft. I don't know if you all saw him, but it was a red sequin shirt, a red sequin jacket, a giant GD pendant around his neck and some red soled shoes that he wore with it. And I was, when it came up, I started scrolling through Twitter just to see what people were commenting. And these are just a couple of them. Grady Dick looks like an extra from Blades of Glory. Uh, Grady, Dick, Grady Dick looks like he's about to do a big Vegas magic show involving a tiger. Uh, Grady Dick looks like a bedazzled fruit roll-up, which I thought was pretty good. And then there was a Raptors fan who, before the draft, posted, Grady Dick, Grady Dick is undraftable now. And then after he was drafted by the Raptors, he, the same guy wrote, this is our magnificent sparkly boy, and I will love him with all my all my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, a little light this week, but Grady Dick is my genius of the week. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. He's no Damian right. Boyce, but he's all right, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why I can't say Grady Dick either. I think I fumbled it every time. All right, before we start in this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. 
Also, we're doing another cross promotion with the Sickos Committee podcast this week. They had a new show drop today, which is great as always. The show included some classic Sickos content, including the 2021 Georgia State Panthers, the Italian Football League Championship game, shots, college fight songs, San Marino football, and much more. So give them a listen. All right, MBJ, I know you've got some good ones lined up for us this week. Well, I do, but did you guys know that I was able to locate all of your message board profiles? So I was able to find all of your message board profiles. And so I was kind of monitoring Joy's profile on Tiger Rant this week. And in case you guys didn't know, Joy, you might not want me to reveal this to you, but her name on Tiger Rant is Death Valley Freak 43. <laughs> She's made 12,143 posts <laughs> since July of 2008. And no, no, this, I was a freshman at high school. I just want to clarify. <laughs> so before the final game with Florida, Joy penned this poem to Paul Schemes. And it goes like, Joy, do you want me to read it? Or do you want to read it in your voice? <laughs> All right, I'll read it. So it says, Paul Skeen's poem. It says, big man, bigger than a mountain. If you can believe it, a heart that is larger. Donning purple, the color of royalty. Coming at you like a tomahawk missile. His time with the Tigers flew by too quickly. Faster than an F-16. With the season in the balance, Look for the big man to take the mountain. Joy, that was beautiful. <laughs> what, well, before, what did you guys think of Joy's poem? Well, we talked before about Fast Chad's six-event decathlon. <laughs> One event, I believe, was poetry writing, wasn't it? That's it right. wasn't. It should be. Yeah. I think and Joy I, was playing coy then. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think she, we found out she was hiding the ball on us. <laughs> <laughs> She's currently covering her face. I just think someone is going to not understand our podcast and think that I legitimately wrote this. Oh, I like how Joy's trying to pretend like she didn't. Write it. <laughs> <laughs> but one response was funny. Apparently, Joy turned someone against oh, her. I was the um, responder. I was the responder <laughs> said, This poem may cause me to root for Florida. <laughs> The worst part is that schemes didn't even take them out. He didn't have to. Yeah. I mean, I think that probably... was the best part. So the guy who responded, this poem may cause me to root for Florida. His his name on the board is Redneck. <laughs> He's been on the board since 2003. He's got almost 53,000 posts. Redneck has seen some <laughs> and this <laughs> is what pushed him to say, I may have to root for Florida. <laughs> How many times has he renounced his his fandom? You think? Right? I mean, how many poems are out there on on Tiger Rant? Well, I know I yeah. posted at least twelve. So, <laughs> is this a thing though? Is it is it corn dogs and poetry? Are those the two things that we should be maybe associating with LSU? Corn dogs, poetry, Jello shots. At this rate, Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good point. Shot. That really hoping that Jay Johnson would see it and that he'd put Paul Skeens on the mound for some period of time, but. He didn't need to. Well, I was disappointed with the lack of iambic pentameter. If you're (laughs) again, you just wanted to say pentameter, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, Joy can hit an open mic night or two. Um, 
down at poetry the, slams. Down at the poetry slam. Uh, All I'm saying is don't find the secret TikTok account. Well, we'll we'll be looking forward to the Brian Kelly poem uh, in September. <laughs> I'll be wearing a Jimbo Fisher. I will say that uh, I have lived with shame since fourth grade when I wrote a poem to Jackie McKendry and got brutally rebuffed. And after reading this, I'm no longer embarrassed by that. So <laughs> this actually brought me some closure unintentionally. <laughs> we got to get a copy of that poem that you wrote to Jackie. I wish I still had it. You're yeah, at Mom's sure you... house. Is it there? It might be in the you know, She might have kept it. it That's a good point. Area. I am in Charlottesville right now. I should start digging around for it. Yeah, start looking. <laughs> That's on next week's show. Right. <laughs> We're going to start a poetry segment. <laughs> that would be a big hit. Why well, kick all your butts? So yes, yeah. yeah, you would. You got a head start, that's for sure. <laughs> all right. In other big news this week, I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently, the NCAA, the NCAA committee focused on promoting health and wellness for student athletes, is proposing to remove marijuana from the organization's banned substance list. So. That prompted um, this post from an, a Tennessee fan, Tennessee basketball fan. His post is, and this is, his name is Thunder Good Oil, and his post is Reefer, the NCAA, and Cruton. It says, Tennessee might be well positioned as the NCAA takes marijuana off of their banned substance list. Schools in legal states like California and Colorado might win some recruiting battles. But Tennessee, with the opposite culture from 15 years ago, players getting baptized instead of getting arrested, might have an advantage with clear minds on the court. Was it just so, me, or is this guy stoned out of his mind writing this? <laughs> I don't. First off, I don't ever remember that Tennessee's culture was getting baptized instead of getting arrested. Did I miss a period in Tennessee culture there? Well, I think they're, he's suggesting that now they've got a, a just, I thought that's what he was saying, a bunch of just religious guys. But yeah, I don't, I I was not aware of that. I misread this. I thought this was about the football program. I, apparently I missed the context clues, like where it says Tennessee balls basketball. I missed that one. Um, well, <laughs> but because I know Tennessee football had at least three players arrested for assault last year. And I was thinking. Only three? Know, Signed Georgia. Right. <laughs> I was thinking a little weed might help mellow that out. Right. I mean, so yeah, I don't know about the basketball program. Well, I thought, I just thought this post was fun because he was intimating that Tennessee is going to have some advantage with clear minds and everyone else is just going to go out there high as a kite. <laughs> uh, I think you're still not supposed to get high before the game, even if it's legal in your state. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it like slows down your reaction time. Like it's not this performance enhancing drug. Right. Surprise. Well, that's why that's exactly why they're going to win the SEC at least, probably. And if they play anybody from California or Colorado, they're gonna smoke them. That was a bad choice. That when I say smoke, I mean they're going to beat them on the court. Yeah, I, I actually like that. I thought that was another entry in the dad joke pantheon. Great dad joke. Double entendre. All right. Well, speaking of smoking, there were some posts on the war chant, <laughs> which is a Florida State book. 
That which was I a thought, mistake, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought were interesting, not overly funny, but I thought were fairly interesting and thought provoking. So this guy F, let's see F P Harris the fourth, his uh, post is entitled "Spreading Ashes." He says, "I was wondering if Florida State allows people to spread ashes on the field." My dad passed in 2018. I've been wanting to spread his ashes. He went to Virginia Tech in the 70s and loves FSU. Lives in Tallahassee from 77 until his death. Thought the Tech game would be perfect. So that prompted a, a response from another guy. He said, uh, we, spread, we spread my dad's ashes in some other town in Florida that I can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. Casey, what no town is idea. that? No, Aquacony. Aquacony. Yeah, one of those panhandles. It said, I was a little surprised at how non-ashy his ashes were. <laughs> I couldn't imagine spreading those all those small bone chunks on the field. I also couldn't imagine being a player and take the field where the ashes of three grandpas were spread during the previous week. But to each their own, several people were upset with me that I would dump my dad in the river. <laughs> Well, and then another Florida State fan posted, and apparently he wanted his ashes dumped at the University of Florida field. So um, he said he, want, he wants to have a hand in messing their crap up perpetually, which I thought was funny. So uh, you all might be able to guess my favorite thing about this post is the blatant disrespect to Va Tech, where this guy says he went to Virginia Tech, but he really loved FSU. <laughs> which is they had to have been during the Mike Vick era, right? That's right. They were running all over Florida State. Yeah, and the fact that he called them Vatech because uh, Virginia Tech people really love it when you call them that. That's that's Is that right. Yeah, they they hate that. But if you guys My could favorite. pick where to have your ashes spread, are you going to do it at the football field? Where are you going to have them spread at? What better place could there be? I mean, our, our football field is a place of sadness, so I I wouldn't. <laughs> You don't want to add to the sadness. sadness. Yeah, I want I want my you know dying to be a party. I don't I don't want it to be sad. So I have to find someplace else. I doubt they'd let them dump them out in the middle of the basketball court. That probably wouldn't work. <laughs> Maybe down the heat vents or something. <laughs> in the, in the, just flush them. Yeah, the, you know, like Disney Disney like blows out all those all those smells. You can just do your smell <laughs> in your stadium. Just. Did you not read Casey? It's bone chunks. Which well, that's the thing that got me out of all three of those was the low rent cremator that the second post apparently <laughs> went to. That there's still big bone chunks. Like, are you sure they went through the, the process? Yeah. That sounds cremated. more like a it sounds more like a blender than a. Yeah. <laughs> it's five ninety nine down the street in Tallahassee. Yeah. Are he, is he sure that's his dad in there? I mean. That's... <laughs> Joy, it's where are your ashes going? I really don't know. You haven't considered this? No, because once I'm done, I don't have to stress out about it. Everybody else does. Well, MBG, That's she's not facing her mortality like you, me, and Casey. Yeah, I got like yeah. 20 yeah. extra years on all yours. Yeah, she's so. only she's like not... even 30 yet. So, And I'm going to be so well rested, you know? <laughs> she's not staring death in the face like the rest she of us. She's not facing grim death like me and MBG. <laughs> Maybe like outside the LSU library, since that's where I learned how to write poetry so well. Yeah. <laughs> just in honor of, of that. I just learned there is a library at Clemson. I've been gone 23 years. <laughs> Apparently they just built it. I don't know. 
What kind of nerves are going to the library? Words, those big words just come to you? Yeah, I, I didn't have dictionary class, so I sat there, you know, in a stoop, just listening to people talk about innocuously. <laughs> yeah. MBG, well, what about you? When you and I kick it in the next, you know, five to eight years, uh, <laughs> where are you going to spread your ashes? Well, I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll be cremated, but uh, oddly enough, there is a cemetery right kitty corner to U the football stadium at Utah State, which is right on campus. So while I don't think I'd be cremated, I'd probably take a burial right there and watch the Aggies lose for years to come. <laughs> Oh, we could put like the Aggies and like Genius of the Week, like RIP to both of those. Well, you can put that on your tombstone, MBG. Whatever your final uh, record is in Genius of the Week. Loving husband, father, and unfortunate loser of Genius of the Week. Creator of the Twitter account, Board Geniuses. Black creator of the MBG podcast and loser of Genius of the Week. Before we let America come in, you were leading the pack. Isn't that funny? Maybe yeah. it was. Maybe we were kissing up to the boss. Yeah, I think we were. I don't think I voted for MBG once. <laughs> I did every week because I'm a loyal so soldier. Thanks, Casey. That's much appreciated. Pragmatic lieutenant. And look where I got you. <laughs> All right. 3%. So another post here from Michigan State Board. This is a post that I thought was funny and mainly because of the title. The title drew me in and the title said obesity solutions question mark. And this guy named stuck in traffic says the stewardess on my flight is far too wide for the job. Her coworkers are morbidly obese, at least five, 300 plus pound beasts squeezed by no doubt throwing the jetway and balance off. Who knows how many seat belts will be needed? We have to get control over the obesity crisis. At what point does the government step in and make obesity illegal? Is, is growing a fat kid child abuse? I suggest that it is. Forget climate change. Let's figure out how to stop the fatness from growing. Happy Monday. So the best part think? of that post is the happy Monday at the end. <laughs> Do we need to... Uh, make obesity illegal. We need college football to come back. That's what we need. <laughs> well, I mean, Happy my father, I mean, I'm a borderline criminal, apparently. Um, I am a criminal. And, and we probably have to start building some more prisons if before we make obesity a, a, a crime. <laughs> There'd be saying. some whole states that would that would be in jail. Louisiana, <laughs> my whole family would be in jail. What? Also, we probably would have football teams. Not a lot of them. No good ones. <laughs> because, look, according to Harvard, roughly two out of three U.S. adults are, are obese. 69%. Well, that BMI is full of crap. I like I'm to just... think of a distinction between maybe plump and obese. That's, that's the distinction I'd like to make to make myself. Or husky, maybe. That sounds a little bit more manly, I guess. And so I flew last week. I was I was on a flight, and I'm I'm not a small dude. I'm two I'm two hundred sixty five pounds, and six foot four, and so I'm Don't not let the police hear you say that. Right. <laughs> it, it depends on what convenience store I'm leaving. I'm between six two and six six. 
But I'm sitting in a regular seat on the way to Chicago. And I mean, I was fine. I felt good. The person next to me had some space, but the person in front of me was like right here. So man, and, and those aisles, they're, they're just trying to squeeze everybody in. So even the flight attendants, they could be a little bit overweight and they're still going to hit my elbow and when they come through with the drink container, you know, I, I, I think this guy's overreacting a little bit, you know? Well, I love that he titled it obesity solutions and then just attacked people for being fat. I mean, that's Fatty shame. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the whole post is, are there any solutions? Well, I don't know. Let me just shame all these people who are on my flight. Just, just make it illegal. I, just, I want a picture of this person. Like if they're this <laughs> confident coming at everyone else, I want to know what they look like. It usually isn't, Joy. You know that. No, I, that's why I'm like, okay, you want to out everybody else? Let's out yourself, buddy. <laughs> it's never, it's never the what, what, uh, what team's post was this on? Michigan State. This is Michigan State. Oh, well, that got a lot of responses. It looks like it? you got like 583 responses. How many Eight. thumbs up? Only four as of only this. Four, only four upvotes. So I'm thinking he got. Yeah, we know who it is. Maybe. <laughs> it seems like a lot of work now, MBG. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna see who's lobbying uh, the Michigan State legislator slature <laughs> for uh, criminalizing obese people. And that's our guy. Remind me not to the Michigan. <laughs> All right, last one. This one comes from Joy at Texas A&M board. Um, this is Texas A&M Rivals Board, AggieYell.com. The title of this one also caught my attention because it says "Effed Up Family Members," and mainly on this one. So there's the main post, and then there's the reply. The reply is what sent me for whatever reason. Um, but I'll read the first post by ST97 for context. He says, "Who's your most uh, your most effed up relative?" I've got some doozies, but I know I can't compare to some of you, especially the more Louisianan and Oklahoman amongst you. <laughs> Sorry, Joy. That's not I'm me. I'm not offended. Um, literally just by per capita, there's more effed up family members in Texas. But anyways. <laughs> so, he says, my paternal grandfather, an Aggie professor emeritus, uh, described his siblings and cousins to me as cutthroats and pickpockets and the worst bunch of scoundrels you'll ever want to run across. They all grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, so that checks out. My, ma <laughs> my maternal, <laughs> my maternal yes. grandfather once sold the family furniture to buy booze. I have a great uncle on each side who killed someone. My uncle had financial warrants hanging over his head when he died. I've got a couple of cousins who are criminals and one who is likely protecting a child molester. This guy comes from solid stock, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He went to the top. Okay. <laughs> so then he says, still, in today's America, I feel like that's kind of normal. Uh, no. uh, I suppose. I mean, it says, my half-sister has talked to me about some of the weird stuff from her mom's side of the family in Canada. She also has a great uncle who was a killer. And she has some cousins with serious mental illnesses. I mean, maybe my family is n n abnormal here. Uh, then he says, who's your worst? Anyone on here got a serial killer in that family tree? Question mark. And then this is what got me. The response from MSC Ag 1997. He says, 
my older brother, class of 92, fences, like with swords. <laughs> As if you fence. He's talking about murders, pickpockets, <laughs> deadbeats, child molesters. And uh, this guy pipes in with his like, brother my fences. <laughs> fences, what? but he didn't want him to get confused with maybe someone who builds fences. He right, has to right, clarify right. that he fences with swords. For that people definitely... swords in quotes, which threw me <laughs> off. Like, I didn't know if that was some kind of euphemism at first when I read this, because... Like surely, big word yeah, yeah, that's my bad. It's like surely you can't just mean fencing, but yeah, that's. I think that's what he meant. Youngstown, Ohio, catching strays. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, of course. As Youngstown. they said. But that was the most believable piece of this whole post, really. I love that he buried the killers in like the third or fourth category, right? I mean, yeah, it seems like you kind of lead with that. No, there was the cutthroats and pickpockets that apparently the Youngstown, Ohio folks that really uh, drew his ire. Uh, but this guy's twenty-three and me must be must be something else. <laughs> you think they charge him extra for that? <laughs> Did you look to see if anybody had serial killer in their family tree? <laughs> if they had what? A serial killer. <laughs> That's something I don't have. This guy apparently makes it sound like it's normal. Do you guys have any of that in your family tree? Like, no, not that I'm aware of. Like, what's the weirdest link in your? No family weird. Tree? I've got a lot of weirdness. The most screwed up person in our family is me. Well, that checks <laughs> out. Yeah, I mean, I mean all I do is go to bed at eight thirty. Yeah. <laughs> do you write your poetry before eight thirty or? Does it come in the morning? Is that why you're up so early? No, I usually wake up and go to the gym. It's usually like the coming down from the pre-workout. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. The like creatine is where it really just gets it, it, it. All the waves start flowing up there, and then it just come. It just kind of pours out of me. It's a really emotional, spiritual experience. Well, <laughs> I'm you're writing about that mountain of a man, Paul Skeens. He is a mountain of a man, <laughs> growing like an F-16. You think Paul Skeens has murderers in his family? So the, yeah, do you guys have any sketchy? Actually, guys? yes, because a lot of his family members served in the military, and they no, might have killed somebody. So there you go. I think the only weird thing that I had in my family. Now I do have Italians. I'm uh, I'm half Italian, so from the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area. Oh so yeah, there is, there is some of, for sure. There's some <laughs> of the whole like, what'd you do for a living? Don't worry, I got the job done, but. That's stuff I don't know about. Uh, but we did have a cousin that like hid that he had cancer and then all of a sudden died. So that's you know, that's the weirdest thing that we had happen to us. Oh, oh that's depressing. Yeah. It was okay. very and I, I didn't mean it to be, but but it was like, you know. Did so my do that? Dad family from uh, West Virginia, so I've I've got some some weirdness. My the one I know about is my grandfather was a coal miner and he was part of one of the black lung settlements, like you know, legal settlements, with all the coal miners and black lung is from what I understand, a pretty deadly disease. And he lived to be 90. So uh, there was, there was some, I think some shenanigans going on with the doctors and the lawyers with that. He ended up taking his money and buying a gas station. So, but yeah. Buying the whole state of West Virginia. 
Yeah, we we definitely we've got some uh, we've had a few drug dealers and that kind of thing. No killers that I'm aware of, but you know, little you know, back when weed was illegal, a little bit of that. Yeah, my family stuff. What's that? I said, are you implicating yourself? No, no, I'm not that cool. <laughs> I was too busy losing my pants, Casey. That's right. And the weed was in the pants, so you couldn't even, how could you sell it? <laughs> You're a, a, a dealer who can't keep track of his pants is in bad shape. So that would have been, <laughs> been a bad pivot for me. Well, if there's one thing I've learned from these posts, is it's that football season needs to get a, ramped up ASAP. <laughs> And we got three more months to come. Or no, two more, I guess, right? Just oh, July two August. more. Yeah. Yep, we're off next week. And then uh, we should be able to get into full swing by August. There you go. Yeah, August two. is talking season, all those media days. I'm sure there's going to be some doozies come out. I'm sure we're going to lose some players at, from uh, August practice to the transfer portal. We'll have some stuff. We'll have some, some good times. Yep, so bear with us for the next couple weeks, everybody. Some tempestuous posts. <laughs> Do you, are you playing a bingo game, Casey, where you're just knocking these words off? I actually looked it up before the show, like all the <laughs> big smart words, and I wrote them down, so I'm just trying to use them. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Yeah.